We all know the value of building a strong personal and professional network, but in practice, it's really difficult. We lose touch with someone when we change jobs, or we miss a close friend's birthday. We built Clay to make being thoughtful in your relationships easier. Once you connect your accounts, LinkedIn, email, Facebook, iMessage, and more, Clay automatically pulls in everyone you know and builds a beautiful profile for them. Then you can search your entire network, take notes, set reminders to reach out, and even be prompted to reconnect if it's been a while. Clay also includes a feed of important updates from the people in your life, like a news mention or a birthday. For listeners of this podcast, we're offering a 60-day free trial if you visit clay.earth slash partners slash 60. Again, that's clay.earth slash partners slash 60. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your dearly sitting host. And as always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Roca. I feel like, did your intro just like skip a beat or something? No, why? I feel like you left out the middle of your intro that you normally do. Oh, really? I don't know. I was Maybe. looking at I really, I do it now. I don't even like consciously think about it. So I could, I could be saying gibberish and wouldn't even recognize myself for it. Josh, so. we've been. I've been. Uh, the other day, I was. Um, we had uh, a little weather talk here. We were in. The, we we're in the teens for a while here in Maryland. Um, oh, more we, snow, of course. We've gone up to to the low 30s, so it's been a nice little heat wave here in the low 30s. Uh, we hit the 50s today. It was a little chilly. Oh my! Bust out the sweatshirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I bet I'm not a fan of the cold weather. I hate the cold weather. I, I I enjoy it for like two weeks, and now I'm past two week points, so I'm really I'm done with it. I know and you guys. You guys have gotten a bunch of like just little snow here and there, and right when it melts, get you a little bit more. Yeah, we had to be quick the other day. The snow came and then the rain washed it away. But we did. I got out there with the kids uh, for like a, like a, like a forty five minutes in the snow. It's, it's tough with the kids though because you know I got a four year old and a two year old, and they have so much fun in the snow. But it's also like a ticking time bomb. At any moment, they're going to start screaming that they're cold and want to go inside, and they don't want to walk. They, they they just like will sit down there in the snow wherever they are, like screaming about how cold they are, and it goes like just one second they're having the time of their life, and the next second they're like immobilized, uh-huh. unable to move, and so the whole time I'm out there, I'm wait, I'm trying to stay not too far away from the house because I know at some point this that it's gonna go boom, uh, <laughs> right, right. and I'm gonna have to carry them all the way back to the house. 
So, I remember those days. Yeah, but no, it's it's been fun. But I'm also kind of ready for spring. Bring bring on spring training baseball. Bring, bring on the summer. Let's go. Yeah, I don't think spring training baseball is coming anytime soon. Uh, it seems like those negotiations are not really negotiations. I don't know. I'm I'm ignoring that, and I'm paying more attention to the fact that DL Hall tweeted out that he he's on the mound for the first time in a month. In I don't know how many months. Uh, okay. Back on the mound. So that's good news. That's good. That's good news. DL Hall. Yeah. That's good news, and uh, and thank you for the Orioles for making some news this week. Oh. When there's like nothing going on on baseball, the Orioles gave us plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we we joked the, a couple of weeks ago about what is uh, Michael Elias doing during during this lockout, um, and apparently he's uh, kind of destroying the integrity of Camden Yards all all, all, all while <laughs> I, all while we're locked out. So that, that, I that think more. I think of it more of. Um, if you can't grow the arms, move the walls. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't think I don't know if thirty feet is going to be enough though, Josh, with our arms. But I, I guess it's, it's, it's a start. <laughs> you got, yeah, but I think thirty feet is what you can get away with without yeah. looking ridiculous. Yeah, without saying like a hundred feet. Right, right. All right, so, but yeah, yeah, we're going to touch on. We'll talk about the new dimensions of Camden Yards. We'll talk about uh, very busy free uh, international free agency twenty-four. Twenty-four guys, a couple I, guys to be excited about. Yeah, I'm not. A bunch really, of kids. I, there's one guy I'm a little bit excited about. I don't know anything about any of them except we'll for a bunch of sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive right into it. Let's let's start before we get to the international stuff. Let's start with the stadium stuff because I need to. Uh, we we need right. to get to. We haven't really I, talked about this. Well, so. you and I have not talked. This news, I think it came out last Tuesday. I feel like it came out right after we did right, the podcast. Right. Yeah, there was rumors about what the dimensions were, and then the Orioles confirmed that, like, this is what the right. stadium would look like. Right, And remember, this was after last week we talked about the Orioles wanting to make more social areas and stuff at the stadium. Yeah, but there was – so there was talk about renovations to the stadium, but there but was not talk not, at that point about moving the stadium back. The, 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 the wall. The wall. Moving the stadium the back a much stadium. bigger process. Yeah. Maybe that's a long-term goal for lies, but now it's just a fence. <clears throat> yeah. So um, – all right. So, but you and I have purposely not really talked about it this week. Yeah. Kind of saving well, it for I this. Mean, I mean, we we texted – you saw the rendering, and, and I think you, you said the rendering – can't be true that that would be a joke the, the rendering that the and orioles did not release that it was true no it wasn't it wasn't the one thing the orioles released the official renderings look a lot better than the fake renderings that came oh, out really i thought yeah. it looks pretty similar but okay. no the fake renderings cut out the bullpen okay and and didn't and moved the bullpens and everyone's making a big deal about the bullpens about how the bullpens stick out yeah, so the um, deal is it's moving back 26 and a half feet. They're also raising the wall from whatever it is. I think it's like 12, seven feet or whatever. Seven to, to 12. To, to 12 feet. Yeah. Um, and the foul pole staying in the same spot, yeah. right? So that's still the same length. Right. But then it shoots out really quick and goes all the way to the bullpen where, like, the wall stops. It's kind of a 90-degree angle, comes yeah. back in for those 30 feet or however many feet, 26 feet. And then it's a normal. And it's. Stadium. There's some really interesting things on the internet. Alex Fast, if you follow him over on Twitter, is doing some really nice graphs, and he did like a drawing of basically all the dimensions of every stadium on top of each other to kind of show where Camden Yards would fit. And what's interesting with that is obviously not where the foul pole is, but shortly past where it juts out and drops that 30 feet back, 
that's some of the deepest left fields in all of baseball for mm-hmm. a few feet. So that's interesting. Um, I, it's very interesting that the or, that Camden Yards has always been a top five hitters park, and there's a lot of talk now that Michael Elias keeps saying it's going to be average now, that this is going to make it average. There's a lot of talk that this might be a little bit more than average, and it might cut home runs to left field down about 50%, and this could quickly become a pitcher's park, which is weird. Yeah. So there was, I mean, it's true that in the past three seasons, or the, I'm sorry, let me clarify this. The past three 162 game seasons, so the past three full seasons, ignore that abbreviate season, the Orioles, or I'm sorry, Camden Yards has led the league in home runs, in home runs yes. at their stadium, right? Right. Um, on the one hand, like that's, hey, red alert, our stadium's too small, we give up the most runs in all of baseball. The other side of that argument, though, is though we have traditionally have the worst pitching staff in all of baseball, right. so maybe that has something to do with the home run totals too. But you're right, Sigma Dell was quoted as saying, like the goal is kind of to make it more neutral, to yes. make our stadium more neutral. Um, still, uh, Michael I says it would still be hitter friendly, but a little bit less hitter friendly, more in line with other stadiums. And, That's kind of the, the stated goal here. And it also seems kind of geared towards the prospects that we have coming up. We've got left-handed arms coming up, so it would be helpful to move the, the left field back. And we've got left-handed bats coming up, so this isn't going to hurt them too much. And right. Do, uh, Mount Castle, I think out of Mount Castle's home runs, two or three of them would not have been home runs with this rendering, but that's about it. Yeah, so to 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 your point, it's true, and I I don't know how much this plays into it because this these are short term things. But they're short term things that you win a World Series and it doesn't matter. Like a short term, yes, but it's almost like you're going. You you are. We are so all in on the short term fix that we're even changing the stadium. I mean, if you and I don't know. Again, it's it's a valid point. I don't know how much this plays into it, but if you look at our prospects. Like you said, Josh, Adley Rutschman, switch hitter, um, Gunnar Henderson, our next top hitting prospect, lefty, our next top hitting prospect, Colton Kowser, lefty, Heston Kerstet, lefty, one of our big power hitters that close to the majors, Kyle Stowers, lefty. So it is the prospect list as far as hitters go is very much uh, left-handed heavy, Yes, which, you know, if you're hitting left-handed, most of your home runs are then going to go to right field, so you're not affected by the longer fence. Right. Also, and I don't know if this is going too far with it. It's probably going too far. But if you Google, or I always before the show, I always Google Orioles on Google.com. Okay. And then I click on news just you know, to see what people are writing. Um, and the first news article to come up today, right before the show when I Googled it, was from— <laughs> I see it. Yanks go yard. Yeah. Orioles, and here's the headline, Orioles might have just ended Glaber Torres' career with latest move. And they talk okay. about Glaber like Torres it. is going to be hurt. But if you look at, and again, this is probably going too far with it, but the Yankees, I mean, the, they traded for a couple left-handed bats at the trade deadline because the Yankees, in their power hitting specifically with Stanton and Judge and Torres, they lack left-handed power hitting they're very much the Yankees are a right-handed, heavy-hitting team. Well, so, and what, 
And what we've seen Tories do a lot. But it's just interesting to look at. And what we've seen Tories do a lot in Baltimore is those line drives. The line drives to left field. I, I thinking back, I can remember so many line drives to left field where the ball just seems to carry over that wall. Because it is, besides being short length-wise, a seven-foot wall is really small compared to the rest of baseball. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And there are a couple of things I want to get to, but here's a couple negatives that people are talking about um, that that I want to address. And then kind of when we go through this, we can at the end kind of give our assessment of it if we're on board with it. I like that we've avoided saying whether we like this or not yet. A couple of the criticisms, I think both of these actually are fair criticisms, and maybe these are the two I thought of right away, and maybe there's other ones I'm not thinking of. But I think the biggest criticism is, you know, with the Orioles, the best thing we have about us pretty much <laughs> at this stage is our is our stadium, right? Right. Camden Yards, uh, one of the best, you know, st- stadiums yes. in all of baseball. Yes. And so whenever you start messing kind of with the integrity of that stadium, right. people get nervous, especially because the on-field product hasn't been great. Right. And all of a sudden now you're messing with but, the one thing that is great about the Orioles, the stadium. Yeah, but I would argue that what makes Camden Yards great has nothing to do with left field. Like, if no. you're going to screw something up in the stadium, that's the, that's the one area where there's nothing there's nothing special. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but then you take this kind of, um, you know, this, this normal-looking outfield, and now you have this weird, jutting 90. But it's, I don't think it's uh, weird-looking 90. Have you looked okay. at PNC? I thought I think that one's weird too. Yes, yes. yes. I looked at but the it's weird there. one in there. Did, did you look at Minute Maid? Yeah, yeah. I looked at all the comparisons. Yeah, they're very similar, especially PNC. PNC, the bullpen's in almost the exact same spot. Yeah, I, I don't understand that comparison. So I'm supposed to now be okay with it because no. another ballpark's weird. No, it tells you. It tells you. No, it it says the ball's not going to play weird. Everyone's worried that the ball is going to hit that corner and bounce over, and and suddenly there's going to be all these triples. What the PNC shows you is having that wall there is not going to make it's not going to cause more injuries, and it's not going to cause the ball to bounce weird because it's okay. not doing that in Pittsburgh. Okay, well now here again is is because because now I was I'm going back and forth whether I'm pro move back wall or against it, and one of my reasons. Now you're kind of shooting down. Because you want more triples. Well, this is what Mike Elias said. This is my favorite quote because there's Sigma Dow talked about how it makes it more neutral and fair. But my favorite quote was from Mike Elias who said, because I'm all about, this is partly why I like the hill that used to be there with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I mean, if you want to put a old school, put like a flagpole in the middle of center field, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Monuments out in center field. Yes, absolutely. Anything to add obstacles out there, make the game more exciting. And this is where unknown. I'm all about that. Yeah. And this is where you and I agree. This is what we love about baseball stadiums is every single stadium has its own little quirks and its own things that are weird about it. That's what makes baseball so much better than football, soccer, basketball, ice hockey, where they all play on the exact same field. Yes. Um, And here's Michael Eisen's quote, and I could not agree more with this quote. And this is my, the best thing I heard about this wall was this quote. Michael Eisen said, quote, we will have some additional extra base hits, possibly triples, some balls rattling around. I think it'll be very fun and interesting. And love it's it. something that baseball in general need, needs more of. I love, I love it. I love that quote. I love it. 
I do. I, but, but, but you're telling me there won't be more doubles and triples, that the wall won't be an issue, but not, I hope it is. Not in a danger, not in a exaggerated way. Not, not in a way, because we would have had these topics in PNC or something. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be, a, it'll be, it'll be another one of those quirks that works best for, like, the Orioles defenders. Yeah. Now, I, right now, we have Austin Hayes for left field. Makes me nervous if years from now we got to stick uh, Nolan Rymel back there. And, guys, you know, um, we've had many years where we were just sticking anyone in left field. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, the the jokes have been made about DJ Stewart starting in left field, which I think is <laughs> funny to think about. Right. I, I mean, and the Austin Hayes thing, as people have said, um, and, you're, and you're telling me no more injuries will happen. I would argue, though, not not just because the weird angle, but just that there's more room to run and because things are just different of takes and getting used to. Totally. That could, you know, up the injury percentage likelihood a little yeah. bit. And Austin Hayes is a guy who has had a, a history of pretty, you know, every single season right. here of getting hurt. And here is just something else, a new outfit he yes. to do. With the Austin Hayes. So just, just I agree. You know, something to think about. I agree with that. I hope the Orioles are doing something down in Sarasota on one of their fields to simulate the same outfield to help guys get used to it. Yeah. But but to, to the previous point, Austin, what Austin Hayes is, he has a really good arm. Usually people in left field is where you put kind of the weaker arm guys because it's a shorter throw to third base, right, as opposed to right field or center. Um, and so usually put your weakest armed guy in left field. Um, that's not the case with the Orioles. Austin Hayes has a great arm and he plays left field. Austin Hayes is also, um, I think, more athletic and faster and just generally more athletic than the average left fielder. Yeah. And so I think those things play because if you have more space, it means more doubles. It means more throws. And it means maybe more longer throws. Right. If you're picking the ball up against the fence, you're throwing the ball 30 feet longer than you did before. Which means the other team has to field an athlete out there. Right. And I think that is an advantage if Austin Hayes is playing in left field. Right. Um, I think that's an advantage for the Orioles to have a guy like that out there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just in general, with Austin Hayes and Cedric Mullins, it's a very fast Left center, left field, like that's a very fast, and that that will give him more ground to cover, which also buys into the argument, and this is my biggest argument to uh, support pushing the wall back, is to make the game more exciting. I think more running catches going back left field, more chasing down right. balls that could be doubles or triples. I think that and, more of the running around, less standing, watching the ball go over your head makes for more exciting baseball. So just more action in general, more chasing down fly balls. All right. More action in general over there in left field. All right. I can't keep it back anymore. I love this idea. I okay. love it. I, I love I the drawings. I'm so I'm excited for this. The only thing I am not looking forward to is the commentary on Twitter of, oh, well, that would have been a home run last year. That's yeah. what I'm not looking forward to. But I love this idea. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think the Orioles should have done it years ago. I think it's a nice way to freshen up the game. Um, Michael Elias is right when he talks about how – Camden Yards has been around for what thirty, 30 years, years. thirty year and, and the base and baseball has changed. Uh, you've got the juice balls and everything. You don't know even what type of balls they're going to have this year. Baseball has the, changed, and the, this the is rise a rise of the the three outcomes: home run, walk, or strikeout. Exactly. Yeah. And if we can bump that up so that in Baltimore, you get some more exciting baseball, that's fun. 
That's yes. That means we're building a team, and we will build a team that's geared towards that stadium. And that's what every team should do. You should always gear your team around your home stadium. So it's exciting. It's exciting for the Orioles to take a, a stadium that was built small back in the 90s because that's how baseball was. You built it to try to get more home runs. Then since the steroid era and everything moved on, the home runs came. Now we get to kind of balance out. We talk about how every few years the game changes. The batters take the lead or the pitchers take the lead. Uh, if you can get a balanced stadium that just brings exciting baseball, I'm all for it. All right. Um, I have a couple more points. I know. I know you, you're going you, – you want to run through this fast. I got a couple more points so I want no, to address with this. take your time. I just didn't want to try to hide right. whether I liked it or not anymore because I love I it. Was, I think it was clear from the, our conversation that, that you liked That's it. That's what I Every, think. Even when I offered, here is something that naysayers might say about it. Right. We were shooting it down before I even got it on my mouth. I know. That's why I said right now, let me just put it out there that I love it. All right. Um, the other thing Michael Elias said, and I don't know about this. He said the Orioles have had trouble attracting free agent pitchers. hundred percent. We know that. Okay, fine. Nobody I mean, I wants to pitch in Baltimore. We, I don't know how much we pursued. Uh, I don't know how much we, we actually free agent pitchers even to begin with. Yeah, but, but, fine. but I don't know if we were even, if that was even an option for us or if agents wouldn't even talk to us, but we all know no one wants to pitch in Baltimore. We know that's a fact. We've seen how many times have we talked about Kevin Cosman, Jake Arrieta, all these other guys, when they leave Baltimore, suddenly they know how to pitch. Okay. Right. Some of that has to do with Camden Yards. So you buy Michael Eyes' argument that this will now help attract free agent pitchers? I think it will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I disagree on this one. This is where I disagree where I think the type of pitcher who you're going to attract with a longer stadium is like the guy who wants like a one or two year prove it bounce back deal. <sighs> but for guys like Garrett Cole or Max Scherzer, it's, you know, show me the money, right? I think but, I don't care if, if you're signing a big contract. I don't care what the fence is. If you show the most money or give the most years, you're going to get that guy. No, but it's also you want to pitch on a winning team. You want to pitch on a thing yeah, where sure, uh, you want to pitch. Team. You want to pitch in stadiums and against teams that are not going to inflate your numbers. I don't, I don't I, I think players, I think Garrett Cole counts, especially when you get these guys who are 29, 30, if you give them a, you know, a seven year deal. They're not looking I, for the next contract. I think no, I think a lot are. of these pitchers have the Orioles on their no trade calls. Have the Orioles on their I, because they're bad. Their, yeah, but even when the Orioles were bad, we didn't attract great pitchers. I mean, when we were good, we got Ubaldo Jimenez and Alex Cobb. But that's because and Alex pursued. Cobb. That's who we pursued. Maybe that's all we could pursue. Well, because of money, though, not because what? Because nobody wants to pitch in Baltimore. All right. Um, sure, of course, Mike Mussina recently went into the Hall of Fame and pitched half his career in Camden Yards. But baseball was different then. Yeah. Well, and you're saying he went to the Yankees because of the stadium? No, he no, went no, to the no, Yankees because no. of the no, money. No, 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 money, money. Yeah. I'm okay. saying he did not get blown up in Camden Yards. I, I think another thing that this move in the wall back shows, and this is, goes along with international free free agency, I mean, this is almost – just it's almost hard to understand because okay. we've heard so much for so many years, even in the Dan Duquette era. era All right, yeah, this, I know where you're going. This is what I was thinking too. That really, this team is run by the owners, and the owners 
have a lot of say over what's happening and the owners are cheap and don't want to do this and don't want to do that. Michael Elias spent a ton of money building this whole new international um, complex. And now he's spending, presumably this is money he doesn't need to spend, but they're taking away a thousand seats. And right. I assume it's costing a good amount of money to take down a wall and take out a bunch of seats and rebuild the wall. I assume it's a lot of money. Um, and well, so it shows, I think, that Michael Elias, and this is clearly a 100% Sigma Dell, Michael Elias decision. It shows that Michael Elias and Sigma Dell have complete control yeah. over every aspect of this organization, right? It shows the Angelos family trusts these guys. Now, I found it very interesting that you know Sigma Dell has the chart that shows in the past five years how many balls would not have been home runs versus would be home runs with the wall change. Yeah. The Orioles are purposely not releasing that data. They're telling you, oh, you can go on some of these fan sites and try to figure it out. They are, but you know that they have all that data that they presented to the Angelos family and said, hey, look at this difference it would make. Oh, yeah. The Orioles at the top of the organization, the Orioles are now like a explicitly, overtly yes. data-driven organization. This, so this move. Right now, that's his whole job. So you know this is backed up with, with right. statistics. That's the not thing. just number of home runs. I'm sure they have all kinds of stats coming from all kinds of uh, uh, places coming right. out of left field, if you will, um, <laughs> to, to, to argue this. Right. But you're right. This is all data-driven. This isn't, hey, you know what? I bet if we make a deeper field. To the point of choosing the 30-foot mark is data-driven. Yeah. You know I, mean, that I wouldn't they... be surprised, going back to the prospect, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran you know, projections for Rutschman and Stowers and Gunnar Henderson with you know, the two different marks. Oh, 100%. Field. Yeah, they run I'm sure they did. For, I'm sure they ran projections for Ryan Mountcastle, right? What does Ryan Mountcastle, a right-handed hitter, right. now look like with a deeper wall? Right, and we'll learn all this years from now when they do the big, when they make the movie about the Orioles winning the World Series. Yeah. You know, I, the, I, money, the money ball, money ball two. Yeah. Stat I, ball I you, or whatever. A, a couple guys who are happy to hear this. Well, first of all, Jordan Lyles, who gave up a lot of home runs last year. I think he led baseball in home runs last year. He's happy to hear this. <laughs> yeah. But but also, you know, your your Grayson Rodriguez's, your DL Hall, this is good news for them who are gonna come up, you know, at some point this year, hopefully both of them. Um and, and good news that the you know, the stadium's a little bit bigger for them to pitch in. Yeah, I found it um I found it interesting that uh John Means let up like nineteen home runs or something, and there's only like maybe five that would not be home runs. So it doesn't sound like a huge number, but I guess five out of 19 is like 25%. Yeah. Well, as far as hitters, it seems like Cedric Mullins, most of his home runs, um, he's a left-handed guy. So uh-huh. Unsurprising, most in right field. And uh, um, so it seems a guy, it would affect, I guess, Trey Mancini, so I didn't see his numbers. But the other guy would affect the most is Ryan Mountcastle. Right. Because he's a heavy pool hitter, more so than Trey Mancini or anybody else. Yeah. Here it is. John Means allowed 15 home runs at Camden Yards this year, nine of them to left field. Of those nine, one of them would not be a home run with the new dimensions. Okay. So that doesn't sound like a huge impact, at least for a John Means type guy. But, again, that's where you're talking about a better pitcher that doesn't give up as many home runs. So when the guy does get a hold of that ball, it's a better batter who's going to let that ball carry. It's the the weaker pitchers that this is going to help on the pitching side. Yeah, and, and your opening point was true that if you want to solve the Orioles' pitching problems, giving up home runs, you're going to have to move it back a lot more than 30 feet. Right. I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, doesn't we're not going to solve all our pitching problems moving the fence back thirty feet. Um, the other, this is the last point I want to bring up. Um, Josh, how much money would you pay? There's rumors that they might give away some of the thousand seats, right? What are you going to do with these thousand <laughs> seats? They're pulling out of the stadium. I've already, I've and already, I've already said, that, yes, they're going to open up gonna... for charity. Well, oh yeah, Michael Elias has you, said they're going to sell them for charity. That yeah, he's he tentative. There's no set plan, but yeah. that's a, a, a tentative yeah. idea. Um, um, I need one. How much would you pay for a seat? I, would you do a pair? Would you be okay with a single seat? How much would you pay for a single or pair of seats from Camden Yards? I started doing some research. Oh, you already did research. Class. I already did some research. I have yeah. a number in mind how much I would pay. Um, right. I don't really have a space in my house for it, but I still would would, would pay right. for a seat. I have a number though. So here's. I've got a number in mind too, and it's impractical. But I do have a number. I wrote it. I I wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, um, Did you talk to your financial advisor before you wrote this number down? I, I I talked to my girlfriend, and I said I need one. Okay. Um, and here's how I did for research. I Googled because I remember I've seen Memorial Stadium seats for sale. Yes. Now, Memorial Stadium seats have been around forever. They've been different variations. They've been blue. They've been green. They've well, been that, brown. And that was a whole stadium. And that, that was, was a whole stadium, there a so there's a whole lot more of them. Thousand. Right. Um, and I, so I went on to eBay and found a Baltimore Memorial Stadium seat from 1954, so back when the Colts played, and it was a wooden seat. Oh, very and, cool. And it's on eBay for 500 bucks. Okay. All right. That's already past my number. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Then I, then I saw also on eBay, they had like just the back of the seat, and that was for $125. Oh, no. I want to sit in the seat. If I got it, I need the front. Bottom. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm then, they had seats, then they had seats on this other website that you could buy from Memorial Stadium that uh, is the full seat. Screwed to, screwed to a piece of wood so it can sit up, yep. you know, because all these seats mount to something. Yep. Uh, and, a full, and it was the metal seats, more modern, but it's your classic stadium so seat. Stadium seating, yeah. yeah. And uh, these were refurbished, and you could buy them for 300 to 350 Okay. See, yeah. Okay. I'm more in line with that. All right. Okay. I could buy that. So, exa- exactly. So, uh, I need one of these. Yeah. My number was originally $300. Okay. Then I said, you know what, actually... I will pay $500. $300 I won't blink an eye at, but I need one of these. I'll go up to $500. Okay. What is your number? I, I had $100. But <laughs> really? You thought you could get one of these for 100 bucks? No, I, I, that's why I'm not, I'm not planning on getting one. But, I, but if, if, I, if it was offered $100, I mean, I don't have any place to put it. I'd probably just end up in the garage, have to haul it around everywhere when I move again. No, nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to have it. I think it would be cool to have. But Josh, there's no way you're getting it for five hundred dollars. Uh, I think a thousand seats. I think these will go for a cool. I mean, I think we're gonna. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if each of these went, you know, for seven fifty. But here's what, what I, I would expect. But what, a right. but while I was doing my research, I found another website. Okay. Called uh, Archer Seating, and you can go in there and you can build a Camden Yard seat, and you can choose one or two. You can choose uh, one. You can choose the little figure on the side, so they'll put the same figure as Camden Yards. You can choose a single or a double. I think a double is pretty awesome. Um, I want you can choose high back or low back. 
You can choose choose whether you want the type that was mounted on the concrete or mounted on the floor. And I got a, I made a double, two seats, look just like Camden Yards. Same green. I can choose my numbers on it. I can choose the letter on it. So I can make it exactly like our seats in 336. When friends come over, you can say, these came from Camden Yards. Right. I can say, hey, look, here's two Camden Yards seats. Yeah. And they're just made by this other company. Uh, A pair. Four hundred and seventy-three dollars. Okay. Yeah. See. See. So if that's what a pair costs, that wasn't actually from the stadium. I think it's tri- that, at least triple that if it comes from from, from from the stadium. But I'm not looking for. Tr- I'm not looking for a pair. I'm looking for one seat. I want one seat from Camden Yards. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way one seat goes for less than seven fifty. But the, that's these, the starting bid. These fake chairs are are. Certified for the authentic from the Babe Ruth Museum. Hmm. But what does I, that mean? Certified authentic. Yeah. Authentic what? Um, like they they could be in the stadium. Like they are usually the like same. They're exactly. The yeah, they're the same. What does, that, what does that mean? They I don't know. They look exactly like the one from the stadium. Yeah. I don't know because they can't be real ones from the stadium because I can build it and design it how I want. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Like if these were seats in section three three six, like at some point, I mean, I, I I don't know. Like if these were seats in section three three six that we normally sit in right. with our season tickets, like those <laughs> might mean All a right. little bit more. I would like the Orioles as much as I want one of these seats. If you have a season ticket plan in those seats, you should have first dibs to buy your seat. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't think anyone would complain about that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I might be buying these knockoff but, seats for four hundred and seventy-five bucks. But there is, uh, yeah. But there are people, Josh, who like this is what they live for, right? Collect these are collectors. You 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 dabble in the collection, Josh. But but you're not one to hop on eBay and drop a thousand bucks on collector items related to the Orioles. But there are people who do who have the money and and who and who do this kind of stuff. And I think. I don't know, I'm, but you know what? I might be able to go a little bit higher than 100 because whenever you say it goes to charity, that always makes me want to give a little more too. Yeah. I know, oh, well, yeah, it's going to charity. I'm not just, I'm not just right. feeding Angelus's pockets. I'm going to charity. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not huge <coughs> in the collector items. I'm not huge at this stuff. I would have to like feel like I, I had the space for it and I would actually use the seat. Like it'd be cool to watch Oriole games sitting in that chair I think, at yeah. home. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of – if I – I'm waiting. But, yeah, if I can't get these official seats, I'm going to have to buy one of these knockoffs. And I feel like, Josh, we've already done season tickets where we've had at least three. We expanded to four a little bit for a while there. But we've yeah. had at least three. So don't you feel called to get a, a section of three? So maybe, you know, when it happens <sighs> that once in a, a year when you and right. dad are in the same room together, we can sit down and watch – I mean, the whole – this whole podcast is centered around sons and their father, and you're going to sit and buy one t- no. one seat to sit and watch a game by yourself. You're right. You're right. Our video. It needs a set of three. You're right. We do need to get three. You're right. And we need to get our row and our numbers. It needs to be a set of three. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do because I'm in a generous mood. If you buy these seats, I'll give you $100 towards the set of three seats. All right. Deal. Yeah. Even though the seats will be in Florida. Yeah, that's fine. I'll still, I'll still, I'll donate my hundred, and that that'll be my official seat whenever I come down to visit. All right, and all right, we'll figure it out. You, and, and you can spend the other thousand dollars. <laughs> I have one. I have one on. I have one in front of me right now. It's a 
uh, Camden Yard seat that is uh, was it, this was removed after they did some construction. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. I'm sure this has happened before. Yeah. Yeah. This can't be the first time. This is an end. Yard. This is an end all seat, which means it has the little figure in it. Okay. Um. It's this a single was, seat. This was signed by Eddie Murray. Okay, that's a little out of bounds. I would say that there was an extra what eighty bucks, hundred bucks on there. Sure. This is going on eBay for eleven hundred bucks. Yeah. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? There, yeah. We're talking yeah. about getting the knockoffs. Yeah. The, Which, the yeah. official knockoffs or whatever. I don't know. Five hundred bucks. I'm sitting it out there. I've got five hundred bucks. If the Orioles can get me a seat. But it's, I, but it's gonna have to have the it's gonna have to be like an owl seat. I need the little figurative on it. You're not gonna send me just a, a green folding chair. It needs to be very clear that this is from Camden Yards. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get. I, I tried to. I flirted with getting an Adley Rutschman signed jersey when they had those that big thing, and then it so quickly went over a thousand dollars. What am I gonna do? <laughs> just to hang up an Adley Rutschman signed jersey? I, I can't do it. I can't put the money there. And I think it's gonna be the same thing with the seats. I'm going to say yes, and I think a bunch of Oreo fans are going to say yes. This is so cool. Sign up to the website to put a bid in, and it'll be well over a thousand dollars. Like I'm not spending two thousand dollars for a seat. Yeah, I've looked at Adley Rushman jerseys as well. I am not buying an Adley Rushman jersey until he's in the majors, and I know that that's his number. I feel like I get uh, screwed all the time. Signed minor league jersey. Okay, all right, because because you can buy. you can buy like whatever the Orioles number thirty five and and all. So and I just they're like one hundred and eighty bucks or something. Yeah, well, I have, uh, a, I have a Darmar a Darmarva Shorebirds thirty seven jersey from Adley Rushman. Exactly. And we got the Bowie, and now I just need the Norfolk and then the Orioles to to finish the completion. But I'll, I'll stick with the jersey. I don't need I don't need the actual jersey. They're too expensive for me. Plus, you've got weird flashbacks of Adley Rushman wearing 35. Going to be a little confusing with Mike. Oh, yeah. Is that is that set that he'll be 35 in the majors? I think that's what he was in college, so I think people assume that. Okay. Why, why was he 37 with the Shorebirds? I don't know. Who? Someone else was number 35? Yes. All right. No idea. I don't. I don't think you can choose your jersey number in the minors. Yeah, I guess if you're playing for single A, you don't come in demanding things. But right, even if you're in the number one draft. Yeah, your number one draft pick. I don't know that changes things. All right. Um. So uh, does that cover yeah. the wall stuff? It covers the wall. We'll keep. So it are you pro? Are you pro or negative about this change? Yeah, yeah, I, I am pro. I don't really buy the free agent pitcher argument that much. I, I, I do think it would be more in line with other stadiums. And the Michael Elias quotes about it being more exciting and more doubles and triples, and I'm, I'm all about that. So for those reasons, I'm in with the wall move. Okay. And, like, I just like things that are different and exciting. So, like, the Orioles having a weird outfielder with a, 90, a weird 90-degree angle – like that's supposed to dissuade me to not like it because it's weird, but it actually makes me like it more because I'm up for more weird things. If you want to plant a tree out there, if you want to move all those statues to right field, like whatever, I'm I'm good with whatever to make things kind of more adventurous and exciting and different. Um, um, give me a reason to watch. Yeah. Now, now do I wish the Orioles would spend their money on like actual baseball players as opposed to building um, 
complexes and moving walls? Do I wish they would actually improve the product on the field? And am I getting a little restless for like on the field improvements as opposed to kind of structural improvements? Yeah, I'm getting a little restless for on the field improvements, but I'm okay with the wall moving back. I also think that uh, though I'm pro wall moving back, I think it's a little bit lazy and it's a little bit of uh, quick thinking and poor planning because it, they could have done a really cool thing. Uh, clearly, they're letting the bullpen jut out like that because they're trying to do this in a, just a couple months. And they could have done something cool, as we talked last week about social areas and stuff. With a 17-foot-high wall, you could have done one of those cool fence walls where you put seats behind it and stuff. You could have done some cool stuff out there, make a little club level out there where you're at the ground level uh, and can look through the fence. You could have done some really neat things. Oh, I, I, I assume that that stuff still might get done. No, is this going to be seventeen, uh, just a twelve foot wall, and then just normal seats? Le- yes, le- like it always was. Yes. Uh, I don't know if they were doing something different. No, no, no social. They're not doing this. Is just a quick move to move the wall. None of that okay. social stuff we talked about last week. And I think you could have. It was a really cool opportunity. With I thought with a twelve foot wall, you could have easily done something cool, where you would have made the like. With the bullpens, you could have made the bullpens behind the 17-foot wall or or underground or something. You had plenty of opportunities once you moved that wall there. Yeah, I did see some people complain that if you get that right seat right next to the bullpen in left field, that you could interact with kind of the players down there, and now that would no longer be an option. Right. Um, and that was the closest, you know, spot to see the bullpen, and now that's being removed. Yeah. But you could have stacked the bullpens. You could have done them side by side. You had that open field uh, by the pit batter's eye. You've had stuff where you could have done some creative stuff. And I wonder if this is the first change, if this is a rush for this year, and if they have plans down the road that they're not talking about yet. Yeah, I don't know. I would rather, honestly, I'd rather make Elias focus on the baseball side of things than than the, the social networking um, no, but they the need to do both. Yeah. This is on the baseball side. The stadium authority side still has to do their part. I guess you're not allowed to put the dugouts underground. Why not? Or I guess no one would want that because you're know, just warming up. You no, gotta... no, no. Think of how many of them. I think I don't know if they're underground, but we've seen many of these where you can't see the bullpens and they show like they switch to the camera view where to see yeah. who's warming up. It's on the TV screen. Yeah, I don't have a stadium off my off top of my mind, but. They definitely have covered bullpens. All right. Or what about how come they just can't put the bull, bullpen out there? Is there enough room in right field or left field to put? You know how they have them out, out oh, like just, territory. Just the open foul territories? Yeah. Those always seem like a disaster waiting to happen to me. Um, and our our that's what we should do, too, if we want to have make it more hitters friendly, have more foul territory, bring it to the stands. Um. <laughs> All right, yeah, that covers it. Want to talk about some international signings? <laughs> sure. Let's let's talk about all the fifteen and sixteen and seventeen year olds. Yeah, this whole thing is a little bit. I mean, the, as we mentioned, the Orioles signed twenty four international signings, which is quite the jump. This is like I feel like you know this has been three years with Mike Elias, and this is the first time where kind of we're seeing the fruits of the labor. Right? There's been a handful well, of international signings, but this has been the biggest. International free agent signing that we've had. Yeah. Well, I feel ever. like I feel like last year we built that facility and now yeah. it's ready to go and we need bodies. Yeah. We need people to put there. Yeah. Like the the I mean Braylon Tavera was number twenty two. 
on MLB's top 50 international prospects. Um, the other shortstop, Leandro Arias, was number 46. So two guys in the top 50, 24 overall. Um, the other kind of notable guy is Cesar Preto, who is a 22-year-old 20, Cuban infielder. Um, and to me, like, I don't, I don't know. This, all this is weird to me. Like, and it was when Dan Duquette and I don't know if it's Dan Duquette or the Angeloses didn't decided, you know, to not participate. I kind of always got it. Like, it's weird to me that you're pursuing because Kobe, uh, they said these free agent guys, these international free agent guys, you start pursuing them three years before they sign. Right. And they're so when they're 12 years 16. old. Right. So you're, you're going after them when they're 12 and 13. Yeah. That's weird to me. It's creepy. It's weird that you 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 know that we're supposed to be excited. I'm supposed to be high fiving people that we signed a 16 year old guy. Yes. Who who won't make an appearance in the majors My, for another seven years? Like right. I, I don't know. I'm not high fiving over signing a 16 year old. No, my daughter, my oldest daughter is 16 years old. Yeah. What she's gonna be like at 23? I have no clue. Right. 16 to 18 is where you start to figure that stuff out. Yeah. These kids are being groomed as baseball being the only way out of their town or whatever, or the way to come to America. So it's baseball, baseball, baseball. And I get that. But at the same time, you go through growth spurts. You go through your body changes. You go through all this stuff that to get excited about a 16-year-old, in seven years, he might be tired of baseball. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's why... You, you sign 24 of them, right? <laughs> because because you don't know, and so you sign a bunch right. of them, and you see who 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 turns out. But it's just kind of a weird thing that you're signing this. I mean, you have the draft, which seems normal to me. Guys right. play in high school if they want to come out, or they play college. But like at that point, you have a ton of tape on them, telling us some of the competition. Um, this whole thing about like, I don't know, just randomly meeting up with people and having conversations and whatever, and then signing guys. At 16, and and good for them because they're signing life, especially these top guys, are signing life-changing money. I mean, right. Tavera, the top pick for us, our, our top signing, signed for $1.7 million. That's freaking life-changing money for him and his family, so good for him. But um, it's just a little bit weird. Right. Um, it is weird. and it, But it's also like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's... It seems so weird, but there's got to be a – I'm sure every baseball team does this, so it must work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be, whether this crop of players or next year's or last year's, there's going to be a couple everyday players right. that, that you just got this way, that you didn't have to trade for, that you didn't have to sign, but that, you and, that, that, that you didn't have to, to draft. Like You just show them up. I mean, this is how you – another way to add talent to your team. Right, but you invest all this money – yeah. Into 24 guys to hope that two of them turn out. Yeah, it's crazy. To hope that two of them turn out in seven years, right. seven years from now. Right, exactly. It's just mind-boggling. But, I mean, everyone says props to the world because, I mean, I think this is what you have to do to compete now in the majors. This yeah, is another way. everyone does it. Yeah, but, I, I mean, and I said this at the time. This is not revisionist history. Like, I said at the time, like, I get it from Dan Duquette's perspective. And I, I always felt, too, I don't know the details of this, so I shouldn't talk, really even talk about it. But I just feel there has to be such 
shadiness with Oh, totally, the totally. Money. If you right? think there's with shadiness, because the we talk about shadiness in, in college athletes. Yeah. Uh, forget about it. Now let's add kids and let's add foreign yeah. and international. There's and shadiness from, at the wazoo. I mean, all of the signings except, okay, all the signings came from Venezuela, Dominican Republic, and one from Panama and one from and, Cuba. Right. And uh, forget shadiness about money, shadiness about people. We have issues every few years about an international guy who we don't know his real age. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time. Um, the, the famous story with the orders were banned from, what, South Korea for yeah. messing with 15-year-olds when they weren't supposed to. I mean, they're, they're just, <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah, messing with 15-year-olds. Well, it always sounded bad. But, but there's so much. Um, I don't want to say it's the Wild Wild West out there. Because there are certain rules, and you see players, teams get penalized occasionally for violating rules. But at the same time, you know, you listen to, you know, to people that know talk, and they're like, it's all about kind of word of mouth and connections, who you know. And you're telling me there's not also money exchanging hands when you're talking about all this stuff? Like, you know there is. And so it's 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 not as structured as, like, the MLB draft. And so... Um, there is like structures in the sense that the orders only have a certain number of, of official dollars to spend. Um, you know, that's $6 million that they yeah. have to, to spend, but all of it makes me a little bit like, I'm happy they're doing it, but I'm also kind of, it makes me cringe a little bit. And I don't really like to talk about it. Right. <laughs> just because they're so young. These are just kids. It is. But good for the Orioles for being super active. One of the more active teams in all of baseball yeah. this year was signing free agents. Which is great. It's new, but it's great. Yeah. And the guy I'm most excited about is not the highest ceiling guy. Like I said, Tavera has the highest ceiling. He was the highest, highest prospect for than Tavera. And the next highest is Leandro Arias. But the guy that I'm excited about is Cesar Prieto um, because he's 22. So he's not going to – like you will literally not see Braylon Tavera play in a major league game – I'm sorry, not play in a major league game. Play in a professional baseball game for the Orioles in like three or four years. Like right. you won't even see him. Like Brandon Tavera, you probably won't hear his name. I'm saying it now. I probably will not mention his name for three more years. Yeah. And then we'll talk about him being in the Shorebirds when he's 19 or 20. Um, but Preto, the shortstop um, coming out of Cuba, Cesar Preto, um, he's going to start with a minor league team, whether it's um, the Shorebirds, or I think he could start as high as Bowie, um, but I, I would guess he's at Shorebirds or Aberdeen and can move up to Bowie pretty quick. Um, so he's a guy that you don't have to wait five years for because he's already 22 and a, I think a pretty advanced hitter from what, what everything's everyone's saying. So that's a name to know, Cesar Preto. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, the Orioles are doing something and something new, and it's exciting. Yeah, and so again, the money isn't. I mean, so far we've only signed Jordan Lyles, right? That's all, the only guy we signed for agency. Yep. So the money's not going to the major league team yet, but I mean, the Orioles are going to have a top have a top top farm system. The top farm system is just going to get better this year. I think we're going to be near the top, on the top of every kind of farm system list going this year. And we got the number one pick in all of baseball this year, so that's just going to help our farm system. Um, now we're moving the wall back to make us more competitive. We're going to see the emergence of some of these younger players. So, like, it seems like the trajectory of the Orioles, everything moving up. You just need to get that on-field product getting good, and and it, and it better get good in the next couple of years. But everything is pointing that way. Yeah, I agree. And it's, again, um, 
it's not moving the wall is not going to hurt. Signing these guys aren't going to hurt. It's all attempts to get better. None of this can have a necessarily be a negative uh, yeah. on us. Yes, but it's also not going to get you tickets to the World Series. You got to sign good players. You got to grow good players and then sign good players to complement yeah. the good players that you grow. But the first thing you got to do is is play baseball. Get these guys back. Yeah. Figure out this whole lockout thing that is not helping the Orioles right now. Well, I'm pretty impressed with we saw Cesar Preto sign and then like literally the next day we saw him like with the Orioles in the Orioles gear at doing batting practice. So like I think these international guys like there's well, no remember, rules against them playing. If you're not on the 40 and, man, you yeah. can play. So they're and they're hitting the ground running. So I think all these like it's not just like sign and then just go back home for 3 years. Like no, they're like already involved in Orioles stuff and development. So all that is happening. It's just guys who are on the 40 man are not working. But I mean not working fish with the team. Dia Hall is with the 40 man. Um but he he's he's out there practicing. I just said he tweeted out that he's back on the mound pitching again. So um but just not officially with the team. Yep. All right. Well thank you Orioles for giving us some news for that mid January. I know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should have spaced it out so we could add one wall talk and another one international signings talk. They put them both in the same week, so yeah. they're going to be screwed next week. It, it was almost like they waited to announce the wall as soon as the Ravens season ended. Yeah. Like, Raven season's done. Hey, come look at us. Yeah, I, I thought it more like until someone leaked fo- photos and stuff. <laughs> no, no, that. it wasn't leaked photos. It was they had to send a, a letter to the season ticket holders. Okay. But even that, they did weird. They sent a letter to the season ticket holder saying, hey, your seats are going away without the renderings. Like, they should have made a, the press conference and then the next day sent out the letters. Yeah, well, that's why I feel like I always see things in this order. I feel like some random person tweets out what's happening or some random fan tweets out renderings. And then Mastin, I see, tweets something. And then lastly, the Orioles tweet something. I feel like it always kind of goes in that order. Yeah, I don't know. They they could have done a better job announcing it, um, but they seem to always screw up PR. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what what you could have done as far as the announcement goes. You announced little, it before stadium. I'm I'm gonna need to adjust it in my little I have a, stadium. Yeah, I got I got mine here too. I haven't looked. How much different is it? Well, it's got the wall in left field lining right up. The stands lining right up. With the bullpen, we're gonna to need to chisel that out a little oh, bit. Oh, I see that. You're right. Yeah, I, gonna... little, I could do some little construction in my stadium paperweight. And maybe I need Camden to. Yards. You know what? Maybe I'll buy a. Maybe I'll buy one of those Lego Camden Yards, and that way I can make my own adjustments. You can make your own adjustments. Yeah. yeah. Those Legos are easier said than done, by the way. You know, uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen anyone make the changes to Camden Yards. Um, Either in Legos or in Minecraft. Oh yeah, are there mine? I'm sure. I'm sure there are Minecraft camping yards. I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure there is. I've seen it. All right. Let's yeah. see. Um, word for it. All right. Here's a here's a Lego Camden Yards. It okay. is eighty dollars. Oh, is that? Um, can I ask you a dumb question? That is this something that someone buys all the Legos and like lays it out themselves and makes it, or is this like official? Legos, like you can buy from Legos. No, this one is baseball uh, stadium. Th- well, this was well, this one is in Foco. 
You know the the website Foco F O C O. I have no idea what that means. It's like a it's like a sports website. Oh, uh, okay. So, so it's like the, some fan made this and now. Yeah, this is it. not officially Legos. This is bricks. B R X L Z's. Okay. Yeah, but it looks good. pretty cool. Um, what I can't tell is let's see. It is twelve inches by ten inches by three and a half. Because you know you go into Lego store nowadays, and I would yeah. say fifty percent of the store is dedicated to like eighteen and over adult Legoers. Like over half the store, Are you aware of? Really? This? No, I'm not aware of this. Oh my gosh! Yes, like they have two sides in the at least in the Naples Mall. The one side is all like eighteen and over adult stuff, and the other side is like kid stuff. But the majority. And the more, I guess maybe because they're also a lot more expensive, but the majority is for like, do the White House, do the Coliseum, do a Lamborghini. Right, do the uh, Eiffel Tower. Yeah, Eiffel Tower. Do the the Seinfeld set or the Friends set. Yeah, I got Emma the Friends set for Christmas. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and I do know people here that go down to Disney for exclusive, like Disney Lego. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Disney Lego crossover, yeah. A lot of Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I feel like that's, that's the sweet spot of fandom, right? If you're into Star Wars, you're probably into Legos. If you're a grown man in the Star Wars, you're probably also a grown man in the Legos. So good for them Cap- to capitalize on that market. Yeah, exactly. Get all get your nerds all at once. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, half, of, I'm half of those nerds. I'm, I, in five years, I'll be one of those guys, too. Right. We, meanwhile, we're talking about how much money to pay for a seat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Maybe we can make a Lego seat and just we, that. We all have um, childhood and father issues that affect us in different ways. For yeah. us, it's baseball. For some people, it's Lego and Disney. Yeah. Either and way. Star Wars. It ends up costing us money. Exactly. I've got this shelf of bobbleheads. Um, yeah. I can't, I'm not going to make fun of someone that's got a shelf of Legos. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we can... We do a podcast in the world for the past how many years? I don't think we can make fun of anybody. What is that? I think this is like our ninth season. Yeah. So don't worry. Uh, two more seasons and we tear out our wall. We move our walls around. Hey, if it'll help the world win a World Series, I would knock down my wall right now. If it'll help the world win a World Series. I don't right, care. We'll move back 30 feet. Yeah. So I thought, right. about doing a, uh, I thought about doing a TikTok video and I never got around to it. Where I was gonna, I was gonna go out to a ball field, and say, "Hey, look, I'm in left field. Now look, I'm way at the new wall and run 30 feet back." I thought that'd be a good TikTok. Mm-hmm. Here's where the Orioles fence is. Run 30 feet in the back into the field and say, "Here's where it's gonna be." Yeah. So. I right. never got to it. Well, but people should still check time. out our TikToks. Yeah, you can follow us on TikTok. Just search Section Three Three Six Show. Yep. For our TikTok, and you can follow us on Twitter with the same address, and you can search on Facebook. Just search section three six. Just search section three six on Facebook.com. Yeah. All that stuff. Go to iTunes. You know we're on iTunes. Write, yep. us a re- write us a five star review. I got a great email this week about um, bird about uh, Birdland tonight, and guy and the guy wanting to help out this year. Birdland tonight will be coming back. Oh um, what we learned last year is I need more more people and more help. So if you want to help, reach out. Uh, James, I got your email. I'll be reaching out to you soon as well. Okay. It's a long season. I know. It's a long season. Hopefully it's, it, it cannot be as bad as last season. No, it can't be. And all my personal stuff is gone now. 
Yeah. So don't have to deal with the wife and divorce anymore. Okay. So that's going to help get through this year. Bobby well, dealing with a grand baby, so I don't think my Yeah, I know. I was thinking about our spring training. I was going to talk to you about spring training coverage, and then I realized that you're going to have a third kid. You're not coming down for spring training this year. Yeah, this year would be a tough year for me. So. Uh, all right. Well, boys and girls, thanks for listening to another episode of Section336.com. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me. I said it .com. What does that even mean? Another episode of Section336.com. See, I go and I don't even know what I said at the open of the show. I don't know what I'm saying. At the end of the show, I go and like, uh, I, I go and like automatically I, I like, drive to work and you get to work and you realize I don't remember ever even leaving my driveway. Like, what or you just... Put or the worst phone. where you realize, oh, my exit was three it was three exits before this one. Yeah. I was just in a daze listening to this podcast or whatever. Yeah. That that's what I do to start the show now. Yeah. I know. I like it. I like that you've screwed up the intro and the outro today. Yeah, but I got the middle part right, and that's what matters. Yeah, exactly. You can follow me at section thirty six. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. At joshroka.com. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. As always, go O's. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase, except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. 